The following program is a Podcast One.com production. The following program is a Podcast One.com production. And here it is. Yes, 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 yes. Baby, yes or no? No. Would I be here? I, I wouldn't think so, but yeah. you, but I, but I would like to know how close we are here. I mean, I think we're as close as we're as close as we can get, right? How many hours, days? I don't know. Okay. I mean, today's the due date. Today's the due date. Okay, yeah. that's the question. So, are we just waiting for the labor to pick up? Are we going to induce? Are we going to? Oh, there's. No, I mean, what is the plan here? If we were to induce, it would be in like two weeks. Right. Okay. So, so you're gonna you're gonna give it a couple weeks. Yeah. To see what's happening. Are we effaced? Are we I think there's some dilated? effacement. Okay. But my wife worked all day, so I mean, I didn't even really see her. Doing what? Today was her press day for Undateable. Oh, my God. Yeah, she, she tried. Did, oh, she you did, mean like uh, upfront? 12, yeah, like 12, 13 hours straight. Oh. That's not including the breaks. I mean, she's been gone. She left the car, picked her up at 10 a.m., and I didn't see her. Was she exhausted at the end of that? I don't know. I didn't see her. I mean, I honestly, like... I, the I reason I was even a little late is because I had to wait for her to get back with the car. I hope she's okay. Um, yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I, I got the confirmation that she didn't give birth and that she's doing great. She did not give birth. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Who confirmed that for you? Uh, Dalia? Her, her. Yeah, no, oh, no, yeah. Did. Yeah, Chris Dalia and, uh, in, and uh, the, the head of NBC, they called me up. And they're like, don't worry, you're, 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 your wife has not given birth. Not yet. Wow. It's going to be intense. <laughs> yeah. It is. And, and uh, oh, my God. How long has she planned to breastfeed, you know? A long time. As long as she can, kind of? As thing? long as she can, that's healthy. I mean, I know there's people like. Is she going to be a five-year-old, especially, six-year-old? Especially like. Eight-year-old? I was going to say, especially in our world of like hippie yes, people. I know. Um, there's those people that are like, oh, you should go till four or five. And we're, oh. don't worry. We're not doing that. Okay, good. So you're, um, you're, I, I mean, you're, you're, I think you're like what? Like, disagreement. Like uh, 18 months? Does that sound normal? Is yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Two years is great. Okay. Two years is great, yeah. It's hard. To, it's really hard to do it. People think some babies anyway. Some babies is really hard to get them to latch on. Some take right to it. Forty-three percent of high school and college age men say they've had unwanted sexual contact, and ninety-five percent of those say a female acquaintance was the aggressor. What mm. the fuck? I would like to know the definition of unwanted sexual contact. I don't care. I, well, but does it mean to to a man to a woman? It means. Uh, sexual assault, right? So, I, a, yeah, I think. I think it's to college For, age hang on, and hang high on, school boys. It should this, mean nothing. I, well, here's what it means. Uh, I'd rather not sleep with her, but okay. Yeah, you know but how they get coerced? Uh, no, 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 no coercion. That's Just, what it, it says. Those are, that is the exact wording pre- of pressured. the survey. Pressured into it. And this is pressure. Psychology of Men and Masculinity, the American Psychological Association well, Journal. This is right. not this is not uh, bullshit.com throwing all right, this Let's up. turn over the cards. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever? Yeah, no. it has. I know it has. You've told stories about it. No. I had sex. San Diego. What about it? That that was a sort of a coercive situation. Yeah, I mean, of course it was a co- it was coercive in that she demanded to suck my dick. But, that, that's but it's all, like they, if I really wanted her not to, I could have easily said. And by I, the way, none of these guys who are quote unquote high school and college age are having that situation because there's no high school or college age guy that's re- that's that's turning down a blowjob. No, I understand, but but I was a grown ass man who is, had my you're, option you're, of you other girls. You need to stay with me. You need to stay with me. This is exactly the point I was making. The circumstance that you were in is a perfect example of how it would, so to speak, go down for a male. 
which is you mm. wouldn't pursue that person. You're not into her that much, but okay. No, but you know what I'm saying, and that that's coercive. But but Dr. Drew, forty three percent of high school and college age men say they've had unwanted sexual contact. I did that, not have needed, unwanted that, sexual contact. Yes, that was I didn't go. No, no, no. I didn't go out of my way to get it. But, but, but I, making, I wanted it. I wanted a blowjob, and I didn't have to do anything for it. Well, this is exactly the issue that I'm bringing up, which is they should have defined exactly what those men meant when they said unwanted sexual contact. Because for a woman, it's easy. The guys are, like, assaulting them. It's easy. It's a rape. I really didn't want it. He's forcing it. Men, it's like, uh, I, I really am not into this, but okay. Okay. Right? But, okay. Right. That, the not fact the, is that, that these it. these these boys, two hundred and eighty four young men, they were ages eighteen to twenty two. No, excuse me, sixteen to twenty two. From sixteen to twenty two, there's no such thing. There's no. I mean, like eighteen percent reported sexual coercion by force. Thirty one percent said they were verbally coerced into sex, and twenty six percent of those said they had experienced unwanted seduction by sexual behaviors. What yeah. the fuck is that? When you're a sixteen year old boy, it's called. Are you kidding me? You're going to give me <laughs> sex? Okay. What's wrong? Ra- uh, you know what? I went on this rant a year ago about how, like, I feel like like what high school age males? boys are, are pussing out now. <laughs> and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it doesn't seem like young men nowadays are as desperately seeking sex the same way that I was when I was that age. And again, I'm not saying that it's good or bad. Do you that think they- that yeah. pornography has had an impact on that? Do you mean it's desensitized them to sex? Like they don't Not want it? Not desensitized them, but yeah, uh, this is okay. I'm happy with this. Yeah. And see, the other stuff's a hassle, and uh, there we go. Did, did you see Bill Maher talked about this uh, story? No, what? I, I do when? think, by the way, Drew, not to just barrel over you, but I do think that's a good spec. I mean, that's good speculation. What else could it be? I mean, the fact that guys have so much more porn and so much better porn. Maybe and, and, it's just not – they don't – and, 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 and I'm saying that this study was flawed because they didn't really define for the young men exactly what was meant. I mean there should be like criteria. I'm sure there's Here criteria. I'm saying – my my speculation, my uh, – what do they call that, Drew? When you – hypothesis is yeah. that if you did – you did a research on 284 men 16 to 22 in 1995. Yeah. There would be 0% that said they were ever forced into having sex with yeah, another woman. Could be. Could be. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I just – I feel like – you're right that I'm sure they should have had the parameters a little bit more set out. Tighter. But I do think that the the whole survey is bullshit in that it's all just a sign of kid. What do you mean you were co- – how on earth are, is a 17-year-old girl more sexually aggressive than a 17-year-old boy nowadays? That's insanity to me. That's not what they said. It is they, what they said. No, 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 no. No. I understand why you would take it that way, but that's not the point they made. That a young male was verbally coerced by someone whom they weren't interested in. That's all. But, okay, it didn't say verbally coerced into dating a girl they weren't interested in. Like, I, would I, know, f- I, I fucked I a wall. Do you I understand know. that? Yeah, I understand that. But what did, what did Mar say about it? Oh, he just said, uh, and, it, and it said, you know, to, uh, over 50% of these men were uh, col- college students, mm. and they obviously went to the University of Giant Fucking Pussies. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Quit your bitching. <laughs> uh, I thought that was very funny. Um, and again, I'm not – listen, I'm not trying to say that it's better for boys to be sexual animals and deviants like I was. It's just I had always – I had claimed that it seems to me like young men, really young men, high school and early college age, were not as sexually interested as boys were when I was their age. Yeah, and 
And I, that was just my feeling. And I, I feel like this study, like, substantiates that feeling. That's all. all right. That's all, right. all I'm saying. There you go. Um, do you see that, like, the need for opiates has outweighed, it, like, the, the production? So now, like, Australia is getting into growing poppies? Oh, that's interesting. But ha- how about the fact that – here's what concerns me. Yeah. I think with Blue Cross of some region – I read this in the paper yesterday. I think it was New England or somewhere like such as that uh, – has been able to force down by riding doctors uh, and coercing them into uh, paying more attention to their prescribing habits, like 60% reduction in the opiate prescribing. What's, what, I'm just curious what your reaction is to that. What do you think? Can you, the can you repeat of that? that in like dumber language? Sorry, that, I, I'm just kind of that of the opiates being prescribed, uh-huh. they've reduced the amount by sixty percent. I don't so, believe that that's true. Oh, let's say it is. Okay, let's just for the sake of argument, say it is. Then that means to me, uh, as someone, what do you figure uh, the consequence of those doctors not prescribing? They were prescribing shitloads, yeah, and now they're prescribing a lot less. I feel like there's more people getting them in the black market. Uh, and it's too expensive. Right. So? So they use heroin? Absolutely. Yeah. There's going to be a massive, massive, massive. Because these these guys are not getting these patients treated. Right. It is the most crazy shit I've ever seen in my life. That you can, that well, we got to reduce, we got to reduce these bad patients. Got They're just abusing it. And they just crank it down and have no, these are bad patients. Got to move them along. Yeah. It is the most insane BS I've ever it's going to be a, it's going to be really something mark my words mark yeah my words. it's like uh it's like it's like there being some unruly uh prisoners so you just kill them all yeah. you know it's a, 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 well we got to get rid of the problem yeah. you know with, let's solve the problem in the most direct way um it is well listen i mean look at places like what was it uh vermont you know it's like 70% of the cult, of the population in vermont is has claimed to have used heroin you know, no, it's like it's, it's really insane. It's like the, yeah, somehow, you know, ver- people always associate the the growing drug problem in this country with the, the urban areas, but Vermont right now is like it, you know per capita is like the most insane heroin problem that we have. And and I'm sure it was a lot of it based on hey man, who, who we just say they say they're in pain, they're in pain, man. We can't we can't judge that. Cannot judge. And then give them the give them the meds, and off we go. Rollingstone.com five days ago. The explosion of drugs like OxyContin has given way to a heroin epidemic ravaging the least likely – oh, thank you for that ad right in, as I'm reading the headline. The least likely corners of America like bu- bucolic Vermont, which has just woken up to a full-blown crisis. Mm-hmm. Let me get down to some of these numbers. Uh, nine out of 12 people <laughs> in this town. Nine out of 12 people. In one town. In one that? town are addicted. Not Not have used, are addicted. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is... See, what I would do is let's go... Now, take it back and see if that town has a pain guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere... Well, at least if they don't now, they sure did 10 years ago, you know? Or even five years ago. Yeah, they got it all started. Yeah, that's right. And that would be fascinating to see. You know, but the... The problem is, is that, you know, I was ranting last podcast, is that the big problem in this country is we never focus on the actual problem. It's yeah. always like they pick out something that they can they can rally around, and it's always like good slogan shit, but it's never the actual problem. Like yeah. the DEA is on Capitol Hill today talking about how we, should, we shouldn't legalize marijuana because your dog could get into it, and it could harm your dog. It's like, are you fucking out of your it's mind? So weird. You're the DEA. Weird, the weird arguments they get into, isn't it weird? Yeah, like, like 
why would you even waste your breath saying that you're the head of the DEA and we're there's a drug war in this country that kills people and millions of people have been murdered and and affected by the drug war in, in uh, you know, subsequently in its latent functions you know mm-hmm. through trafficking and whatnot and and you're going to talk about the fact that your dog could get into your weed stash <laughs> I mean uh, give me a break you know what I'm yeah. saying like it's a, yes even the fact that even the fact that there's an issue with marijuana when there's places like bucolic Vermont mm. like we shouldn't even be con- we it's, it's sometimes like like uh, in Magnum Force when when uh, when Harry Callahan says sometimes a man's got to know his limitations mm-hmm. like the DEA doesn't need to be exhausting its energy on whether or not we should be legalizing marijuana in all 50 states when there's nine out of 12 people addicted to heroin in a town Absolutely. you know what I'm saying like it's that, that's just it's we never seem to want to focus on you know there's this huge argument this, uh these uh think tanks about e-cigarettes in los angeles oh oh, oh. and it's like that's are you one. kidding me do, do you understand like the average los angeles county uh, uh public school puts out like puts out the you know the the iq of a the kid with an iq of of uh of a third grader at college at high school level and and you're talking to me about e-cigarettes that every school in Los Angeles pub, public county system has like, like fifty too many kids in its classes and and mm-hmm. not enough money. And you're yeah, mm-hmm. I, I you're trying to tell me it's important that a guy doesn't smoke an e-cigarette while I'm watching fucking Noah at the at the ArcLight. Yeah, eat my dick. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just it's so much easier to gain kind of AM talk radio and LA Times and and all and you know these local news stations it's so much easier to just do that that story about e-cigarettes than it is to actually focus on the fact that like no the city's crumbling apart from the inside out because no one's taking care of the children and then you know this and that's on a on a smaller scale but on a major scale the DEA is focusing on whether or not we can legalize marijuana because dogs aren't safe but heroin's never been more used in this country than than right now you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. oxycontin is 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 being popped like candy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my point. And like, we never seem to focus on what's really important. There's always something to kind of blind us. Well, I, you I, feel me? Yeah, I do. And I'm and I'm very frustrated by the spurious opinions that are out there. Sure, it, it really is hard. It, and it's strange to me the way people hunker down in these ideological camps as though we were arguing about religion or something. Right. We're not arguing about religion. We're talking about medical conditions that are quite definable the biology is pretty much worked out treatments we got got tons got lots of treatments you know you can choose your poison what's what's the argument why are we well why treatment i'm giving i'm giving a huge lecture at the sc usc medical school in the yeah. next couple of weeks and um i'm preparing to do battle last time i was in there one of the students attacked me why because because i was speaking nonsense because it wasn't specifically brain science with specific biological interventions. And did you tell that him the you're a snot-nosed shithead? Shut your fucking I, mouth. Oh, I came close. I, I told him, I said, you're, you're gonna, practicing medicine is going to be a, an unpleasant experience for you because it, it's it, the relationship piece of it is exquisitely important. And you're telling me that that's all bullshit. Yeah. And, and that I'm, telling kid, you that, I'm telling you you're going to be in trouble. That it's, kid is the kid that we talked to the other night on Loveline who just gave his dogs away because it it was a problem. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No, no. That guy was was, uh, an angel compared to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, man. I I, I don't know. I mean, I think that this country is insane in how we deal with, uh, pardon the pun, in how we deal with mental health issues. But I will say, I don't know. I mean, and this is just from a layperson reading it. 
the one thing that I did really like about some of the new uh, some of the new stuff brought on by Obamacare Mm-hmm. Is that it does seem to be adding as much funding and 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 coverage for mental illness. We'll see. I've heard that a million times. Right. We'll see. I've also heard primary care being supported in rhetoric. Never, never right. in right. reality. But it does bring up another interesting point about Obama bringing up today about uh, equality and sex. Yeah, and yeah. gender. That was his big big deal today. In, yeah. Have we haven't we sort of kind of settled that one? I mean. In that there there are certain circumstances where women have there's been and there's no doubt there's been imbalance, but there's litigation now. If if you do that, you're you're breaking the law significantly. Yeah, and hasn't it been determined that most of the the imbalance is due to a, a Other separate women. problem? No, oh, yeah, well that's that's a whole other topic. Uh, by the way, I I did the the uh, congressman that was cheating tonight. Yeah, on, on HLN, and uh, every time the female professionals and panel members kept bringing it back to well you know that one woman you want to blame the guy well that chick that woman yeah. that that girl they they all blame they instinctively went to blaming the woman it was that very is, interesting that is i in my opinion the only thing or by and large of course you can't make generalizations because not every guy's one way not every woman's another way but by and large that's where the only advantage men have socio sociologically is that we don't shit on other guys as much as women shit on other women and, and they do it instinctively, and they don't even yeah. know they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like— Because look, I, I kept raising issue with guys it. Guys want to beat oh, up— no, Oh, of course not. Guys want to beat up a guy if, yeah. if he's fucking his wife, but we're still mostly mad at our wives if they cheat on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, whereas women, they figure out ways. They, like, go out of their way to figure out a way to blame a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. No, the, it, it, there was this weird sort of bias that way. Because any time you know, I took issue with the men, they would go, well, you know, don't forget that chick. That— well, Okay, got it. I think then, I need to beat people up more, Drew. And, and like, you know what? On love line? Yeah, well, in life. And not uh. and I'm not that tough, so I need to find someone better. Like maybe I can employ Jason and like other like professional UFC fighters. I can get them What's some Jason money. Doing? We haven't seen him in a while. What's going on? Uh, Mr. Ellis? I don't yeah. know. His show's been good. great. I've been listening to you know, day. He's uh he's really he's really going uh going for it. You know, he has he has a different ethic, you know, on Sirius and he can get away with more, but I like that he's kind of – you could tell Jason – and you know Jason on a personal level um, mm-hmm. probably a lot better than I do even. Um, but he's he's grown so much as a person mm-hmm. and, and it shines through and he's grown so much as a broadcaster. You know, mm-hmm. Like he's trying to figure out ways to make the bits and the content more potent without going to shock value and it's really impressive. You know? mm-hmm. But I'm just like – I'm looking at the story. I brought in a bunch of stories. I always like to bring in stuff that angers me because I want to mm. get you angry too and then it makes yeah. me feel better about myself. Okay. Like I'm not a barbarian. But All you right. heard about that girl who um, her best friend had a, a form – she's nine years old and her best friend got cancer and had to go through therapy. And so she shaved her head to show support for, for her friend. Okay. And they, they suspended her from school. Oh, jeez. Sh- for shaving her head. Yeah. Oh, God. The, you know what that all is? That's bureaucracy. But that's, the, that's like, how bureaucracies can't adjust to circumstance. Right. It's just, hey, man, that's the rule. Right. That's, that's my point. I'm sorry. Like, but so, it says in the rule book right here. We got to do this. The only easy solution is to go the most non-bureaucratic way. And I just beat him up. Like, I just beat everyone up involved except for that kid. Yeah, I wish. I wish we could do that. Wouldn't it be cool? A woman consoled her autistic child who was having a panic attack in class. Her third grade child... What was the response, Dr. Drew? She was arrested for trespassing on school property. God. Can you believe this shit? Ugh. Teacher called the lady. Okay? The teacher called the lady in St. Louis. 
She said your autistic son, who they had all agreed upon, and, and it was out in the open that he was he suffered from certain debilitating autism and, and, and other mental afflictions. He had a, a massive like freak out in class, and the mom comes and just walks into class, not thinking about anything of it. She didn't check in with the office or anything before she came on campus. She got she got arrested. Hmm. The hell? Seriously, what's going on in this world? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, how about Fort Hood? Oh, I know. What do you think about that? Well, you know, it gets back to our you and I, uh, me more from a, like a a um an anecdotal standpoint, and obviously you from a clinical standpoint. We've always been concerned with how this country deals with mental illness, and every time you know you hear something about a mass shooting or, or anything like that, it's always guns and this and that. But look, this time you can't go that route because it's this guy's career is shooting, you know. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a soldier who had seen warfare, and that's what he did. And he carried guns; that was his deal. So I got to go yet back he, to yet he he yet he had uh, some uh, you know some mental health treatment, and he was someone that you know you could say, hey, let's wait on you buying a gun at the gun store at least, right? Yeah, which is what he did. Oh, I know, but I'm saying, look, one in five. The most recent study I saw said one in five uh, soldiers is. Mentally ill prior to enlisting. I'm sure. Prior to enlisting. I'm sure. Then this this is one of those guys. And if they identify those guys, they should be restricting their access to firearms later, I think so to me. I'm saying if one in five— by the way, they're more likely to kill themselves than anybody else. It, it, no, the suicide rate is almost cartoonish of yeah. guys who have seen war. It's, it's, it's like, cartoonish. Oh, it, it's a, isn't it like close to 50%? Let's discuss it after the break. Okay. We've got to take a real quick break. We'll be right back here on the Mike and Dr. Drew Show. Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall, and now we have sponsors, and the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors, and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click-through on the Amazon banner on our website. Holidays are coming up. Stores are going to be crazy. So why not skip the lines and buy everything on Amazon this year? That's what I do. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One. Go to the Loveline landing page. Click the Amazon banner or go to lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind in the sail of this production and this podcast. Both Loveline and Mike and Drew and everything at Podcast One needs a taste to stay afloat. Keep the podcast free. If you bookmark the page, you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing. So go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner. But right now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mike and Drew show. We were discussing mental illness in this country, most specifically with uh, the brave men and women who uh, go overseas to fight for our country. Yeah, I mean, the, the suicide rate in the military, especially for those who are veterans and have seen war, um, is 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 terrible it's like science fiction it's like yeah. 50 it's like close to 50 percent no no suicide rate is 50 percent i will google it right now i i like i I'm said do it the 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 suicide. rate is so high you almost can't believe it suicide of you veterans. do okay incident i'll just ask about it a different way uh suicide which what kind of veterans Su- uh, veterans say, of war Why suicide? Uh, uh, twenty-two a day, Doctor Drew. I, I understand. Twenty-two veterans take their own lives every single day. I'm looking at every that. sixty-five minutes. So, like, like that—that so that sounds insane. That sounds unbelievable to me. 
but that's I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this, and these studies are. This is off CNN.com. This is from November of last year. So this is you know I mean, for every one hundred thousand people of the population, in in the population at large or in the population of population veterans? at large, for every one hundred thousand people. Uh, 30, 30 veterans commit suicide versus 14 civilians. So it's double the average it's Double the civilian rate, yeah. 69% are age 50 or older. Wow. Mm. So it's, it's mostly guys from the first Iraq War and Vietnam and stuff. Mm. Mm. Right? If it's, if it's yeah, 70% right. is 50 yeah. or older, it's Vietnam and, and the first Iraq War. That's a little weird because they don't, they, don't they don't bring that to the fore in terms of the data. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they they clearly make they report that data as though it's the recently returning vets. I have I have well I, why see, do, I don't why think do they reported that because way. I don't thirty percent of them are recently returning vets because I think that more 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 hurtful is not that a lot of recently returning vets kill themselves is that a lot of recently returning vets are so fucked up. It's that well, they don't they don't commit suicide, but it's all the other kind of mental illness I, that they come fine, back. That's fine, but with. don't present the data as though it. Makes it seem like it's the returning vets. This is from the Veterans Administration's suicide report, February 2013. 69% age at time of suicide, 69% are age 50 or older. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. One reason could be that these men give up on life after their children are out of the house or a longtime marriage falls apart. Hmm. They're also likely to be Vietnam veterans who return from war to a hostile public and an unresponsive VA. But I got to say, oh. I don't. I don't, Doctor Drew. This is speculation. I was not alive during the Vietnam War. Uh, I was not even alive for the end of the Vietnam War. But yeah. I, I think that just from from my study of history, it was a lot more hostile to veterans <gasps> returning. Oh, it was ridiculous. Are you kidding? Yeah, but but they had I, to hide the fact that they were veterans. But I think that it's they were considered traitors. I think it's likely as if not more. Crazy? People are more indifferent nowadays than they were ever to yeah. to military. Returning, yeah. like it's just kind of like, oh, good for you. No, no, I think now they're very. Oh, compared to then, are you kidding? They would get spit on. Yeah, my dad said it was that bad. I, I mean, you know, my it dad was is horrible. A, that was a veteran of the, of the Vietnam War, and he said, you know, it's 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 hurtful to understand because you can you can feel whatever you want to feel about the motives of the war, mm-hmm. but that really had little bearing on these nineteen year old kids. Nineteen year olds that were drafted, they right? Were considered right. This wasn't a voluntary consider- military. But you understand the the heroes in quotes. Were the guys that ran to Canada, yeah, to avoid the draft. You're supposed to avoid the draft to be. You, you were you were considered sort of caving to the man or cowardice if you you went ahead and went along with the draft. What a weird culture! Oh my god, the sixties and seventies were such a such a mess. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad to see the literature for the most part looking at that as a time when we nearly destroyed ourselves. Now, sure, I mean, it's when we made some of our greatest advances oh. as a culture, but at the same time, it's what? when we almost fell apart. We had, we had one real advance. Here we go again, you and I. We had the the civil rights issues moving forward. Right. That was about it. Well, that's pretty major. I'm just saying that's a, that's, that's an alarmingly large. No, it's a step it's a forward. ridiculously important issue. Yeah. but it was the only thing we pushed forward. Everything else, we went back. Well. Yeah, but I mean, would you say that? Would you say that women's rights went back in the late sixties? No, I would say that, that civil rights in in, in no. general. Okay. Yeah. Now, what about okay? What about what about like landing on the moon? How that affected us as a country? I mean, I know that that's kind of. I mean, I know that's just like a specific issue, you, but you know, it, it seems like technology was moving forward, but everything was shitty. Look at the cars. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I, no, but I, but I, my point is, is that there was this event that, like the, 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 the that, yeah, bit. that the, the country as a whole went down to the, to the, to the just mom and pops that were, were rallying I, I behind argue, it to, the, to I, that, NASA. They're like, yeah. look, we're going to do this hell or high water. We're yeah, doing it. I, that know? was 1963 to 1968, and then all the wheels came off the wagon. Yeah. You know what I mean? With 68 no, no was when shit hit the fan, right? Yeah, nobody saved the landing of the moon. It was just like, hey, man, uh, anyway, here we go. 68 was when uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, you know, I'm, uh, th- that those 68 to 72 was such a blur <laughs> of stuff going on. I know, you, you know, know on, on my podcast at drdrew.com, I interviewed Peter, uh, uh, Christopher Lawfer Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he was talking April about- April 4th, 1968, yes. So I just want to throw that out. He was talking about the trauma in his family. And I thought he was talking about, you know, he's, he's come from the Peter Lawfer and the Kennedy background. I thought, oh, you know, the alcoholics, so yeah. the trauma. And he goes, <laughs> no, and he goes, he goes, no, my uncles were murdered. Meaning Bobby Kennedy and John F. Kennedy. Yeah, and he goes. This family had to deal with two public murders and then show a strong face. I was like, Oh my God! This, you don't think about it. You know what I mean? You don't think yeah. about the family members and the cousins and the nephews and children that were affected. Oh by yeah, that. you. I mean, I always kind of lose sight. It just seems like a television show to me because I was not alive. But then it all becomes so real because I've been. I've seen that clip of of him in Dallas of John F. President Kennedy in Dallas. And his head snapping back, and Jack, Jackie jumping mm. on him, and so, mm. so like it all kind of almost seems like a movie. It doesn't seem real. Right. And then you see the clip of the funeral procession and J- JFK Jr. saluting his father as a little boy, yeah. and you yeah. you get reminded, like it hits you like a ton of bricks. You're like, oh no, shit, that was a human being. Not only was it a human being, it was the president, and not only was it the president, he was a father and a, like a Somebody's real yeah. breathing, living human being with a heartbeat. Yeah, and and that's uh, the thing. It, yeah, you you forget that, and then yeah, Bobby Kennedy fucking got shot point blank, mm-hmm. and I think that isn't something that gets so kind of washed over just because his pr- brother was the president, you know. Uh, not then. Right, right, but um, yeah, but, I, I, but in I, the I history books, you, you know, I I as somebody no, somebody lived through it. It it was that felt like when that happened. That felt like when the wheels just popped off, right? Like, like, oh man, we, we this is it, man. We're we're in chaos now because now you have Martin Luther King, you have Bobby Kennedy, you have John F. Kennedy, and then riots, and it was just like, okay, that's it. We're not safe anywhere. Yeah, Birmingham happened right after that. The Birmingham riots and and shit was just popping off. I mean, the shit was crazy. It, it, it was. And the I Chicago mean, what was that? What was the Chicago Democratic Convention when that shit with like Abby Hoffman and those guys? That was like a legendary yeah uprising. Uh, that must have been well. He was Bobby Kennedy was preparing to get the Democratic nomination. He was moving towards that that convention. Who do you think is the next president that should get be put on money? We should be betting on. No, no, no. I'm saying like it, you know, eventually they're going to put money uh, president on a piece of currency. Oh, you know, like cause it hasn't happened in a long time. <clears throat> Reagan. You think Reagan? Well, I haven't put, put Roosevelt on money. Isn't he on the fifty, or is that Franklin? Franklin's on the hundred. Franklin's on the C note. You. Okay. Who's on the fifty dollar bill? Quincy. It's Benjamin. It's a uh, uh, Hamilton. No, that's ten. That's who's on the fifty. Uh, United States fifty dollar denomination states currency. U.S. President Ulysses S. Grant. Grant. Yeah, Grant. Yeah, we got to put Roosevelt on something. Roosevelt's not on something. That's insane. He must be on like a thousand dollar bill or something. FDR's got to be on something. 
He's on the about, uh, dime. How about, how about Theodore Roosevelt? Yeah. Okay. Hold is on. Is he on something? There's Roos- a lot more to be done. Why is it not Roosevelt? By the way, I don't know. Maybe it is. But it isn't. I mean, <laughs> everyone of all levels of intelligence says Roosevelt. How is it not Roosevelt when it's spelled R O O S E? Don't mess me up, man. Okay. Roosevelt on currency. Uh, list of United States presidents on currency. Here we go. Because I was going to say Clinton if we, if we go like 40 mm. years from now, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Just lost like uh, 30% of the listenership. I'm not saying he deserves that. I was just throwing it out there. I was speculating. Because I'm, you know, I'm a Reagan fan in many ways, but I also think like Reagan, you know, committed a lot of atrocities. No, but he has, he has the country. highest. But I, I understand. But he has the highest post office rating of any uh, president. Yeah. Andrew Jackson, Rutherford B. Hayes is on the 2011 dollar hmm. presidential reissue. Coins for circulation. William H. Harrison. See, these are all bullshit coin like. Stuff, coins. Yeah, like, these like are banknotes and ceremonial stuff. Ceremonial yeah. coins and stuff. Well, Here's a little found a- currency knowledge, which is kind of cool. You know how the queens all over uh, everyone's money? Because yeah. yeah. the royalty yeah. owned everything? Yeah. Well, she's always frowning or looking pissed off and everyone except for uh, Fiji's money. She's kind of smiling because they were peaceful. It's the only time she's ever <laughs> smiling. That's funny. Uh, the only time she's ever smiling. Dwight D. Eisenhower is on a coin. Oh, I, I've never seen this quarter in my life with Eisenhower on it. Is he on like a fifty? He's on a fifty cent piece. And Dwight D. Eisenhower's on the nineteen ninety Eisenhower That's commemorative JFK. dollar. JFK and JFK. Yeah, I've seen like they they say this is a terrible list. I mean, it really is a list of the of all coins with presidents on it and all currency well, coins yeah. and all currency. But like I've never seen any of these in my life. Yeah. Okay, there's the quarter with George Washington, the normal one. Uh, okay, dollar bill. He's all Washington's on the dollar bill too. Woodrow Wilson is on the hundred thousand dollar bill. Ooh. Uh. Why do we have a hundred thousand dollar bill? I want to be on currency, dude. It'd be fucking sweet. <laughs> you, be, you, get, <laughs> you better get work on that. I'm just saying, like, think about how dope that would be. Like, think about how dope it is even to have like your parents on it. Like, you know, like Prince Harry. You know what I'm saying? Like, he goes to yeah. the pay for them. He's like, uh, oh yeah, how are you, mate? That's good to see. I'm prince. I'm a prince. Here's a picture of my mom. Here's a picture of my mom on a piece of paper. All right, everybody. Assalamualaikum. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.